calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Or you can email us at workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of The Working Fans Podcast. Our guest today has written on the Comedy Central roast of Alec Baldwin and Bruce Willis. He was a consulting producer on the Comedy Jam, co-producer on Crashing, and a producer on Upload. He has appeared on Conan, Last Comic Standing, and Roast Battle. He has two comedy albums, Sadamantium and Mega Man Child. He is one of the hosts of the Wrestle Roast podcast. We are honored to have the mighty Mike Lawrence here. On Instagram, he is at Mike Lawrence Comedy, on Twitter at Lawrence, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Wrestle Roasts. Mike, how we doing, man? I don't have a Twitter, I don't think. <laughs> I, uh, I wouldn't want people to go to the wrong Twitter. You know what's funny? <laughs> just off air, we were just talking. When I was looking something up, it drove, uh, directed me to another Mike Lawrence. And Joe asked me, he goes, oh, does he play music? And I looked down, I go, no, this one is an 81-year-old bridge player. I was like, yeah. I don't think. Yeah. We're all winners. <laughs> <laughs> I will well, have you know right. that so Mike no Twitter. Uh, is longer than Alberto Del Rio's arrest record. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> let's let, let's compare when we're both dead. <laughs> now, Mike, your mother was a comedian. Was that going to be something? Did that make it easier for you to want to get into comedy or the opposite? No, it was the reason I didn't want to. I, I did poetry for years and there was no money or prestige <laughs> or <laughs> joy in it. And then, I, but I liked performing, I liked the attention. And I was mm. like, I'll try comedy. And, and it was good. Like, I was able to talk to my mom about it and stuff. So it helped in terms of bonding but yeah i mean i saw what comedy actually was growing up and nothing about that made me want to do it. <laughs> it's funny you said with poetry though it's like i was like you hit like no money no fame but then you said no joy i'm like oh man like, why would you want it at this point then yeah so when was the first time you thought you made it in comedy then as you were going along in comedy i would say like you know make, making it to me as when, when you could pay your rent doing comedy and so that was about like 2011 2012 you know i owe, I owe a lot to john oliver who, who took me on the road with him for a good amount of tour dates and and then put me on his tv show and and, and with that i was able to start making a living you know not a, not a great one at first but you know i was collecting unemployment before that and I was stocking restaurants at LaGuardia. So it was definitely life changing. And even like making, you know, 30,000 a year doing stand up was like the richest. I mean, it really was the richest I'd ever been, but also by far the richest I'd ever felt. Did you have, I mean, you saw, like you said, the behind the scenes, you know, with your mom being a comedian, you saw what comedy was, but did you still have some favorite comedians you'd say growing up that maybe influenced you too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because like, I watched a lot of stand up with my dad. Like my mom 
I think was too deep in it. <laughs> She'd always have an anecdote like, oh, that guy's a hack, you know. <laughs> oh, he tried to touch me. <laughs> like all these like, you know, two real stories, which which now like I'm I'm fascinated slash horrified by some of them. I was just a kid then. So yeah, Carlin was a big influence. Mm-hmm. My dad and brother loved watching Deaf Comedy Jam, you know, so like Bruce Bruce, like a lot of the, <laughs> the those uh, performance stuff, you know, uh, BET Comic View was like big in our house. And I remember seeing the, the first house party with the, the comic Robin Harris as kid's dad was like, like, that was like the funniest guy to me when I was like seven or eight and, and Living Color yeah. was really big. And I was a big Jim Carrey fan, the big Damon Wayne fan. So yeah, like a lot of it was more so sketch than stand up. I mean... But, you know, we would watch Carlin and and I'd say the the first comic I identified, like, like connected with, like, on a personal level was probably Patton Oswalt of just like, oh, you could talk mm. about nerd shit? That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's funny. I don't know. I was thinking about it. Like, it's like, what is it? Like, I was a huge fan of African-American comedy stuff growing up, too. Like, Pryor yeah. and Murphy. And I was like, what is it the whitest redheaded people end up <laughs> loving, like, Pryor and Murphy? You know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think like, I mean, one it's just funny, but like yeah. The, the the yeah the sincerity and and the, the performance aspects of it, especially like, you know when you're a kid and there's like an adult named Sinbad, that's cool. Right. <laughs> that's so true. His pants. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the journey here in comedy. What was some of the best advice you ever received in comedy? I think. Um, you know, I I think so. It was from you know my mom told me get an education no matter what, and you know she was like yeah move to New York if you want and and she had never you know she stayed in Florida the whole time, but she was like yeah, but but get the degree and and you know so stuff like that and I never used a degree I've used comedy so, <laughs> but it, you know it's it's something that that if I had a kid I'd probably say to them too it's a, it's a practical thing. Um, and I, I think just, I'm trying to think, like, I've gotten a lot of advice over the years. I think just, like, enjoying every moment. I don't mm-hmm. remember who told me that, but, like, just being happy. I, I think, you know, yeah, seeing John Oliver, I, I think, like, a lot of the best advice I got was just watching people that I, I loved and respected and, and seeing the way that they did things and the way that they treat people was was really helpful you know tom papa gave me my first writing job and that guy gave me a lot of great advice you know mark Marin gave me a lot of great advice amy schumer you know just different people that would like you know and seeing how they led by example you know the, the comedians that would surround themselves with, with younger people that would, would challenge them to be creative and things like that was was in, inspiring to me hmm. now I was just thinking too, like Joe wrote down about some of the uh, roasts and stuff I know you wrote for, and mm-hmm. you've been on the roast back. When did you realize you had a knack for like roast jokes? Oh, when I worked at McDonald's. <laughs> really? I would like make fun of people in the drive through uh, and, and employees and stuff. Like, either you, know, you, you had to have thick skin just so the acne would have a place to live. Uh, <laughs> 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 working at McDonald's. So it was, yeah, it was definitely there i mean maybe before that in school you know i was picked on and i i would make fun people back but i would definitely say you know i was born in the shadows of the golden arches (laughs) (laughs) 
I love the Batman references. This is great. So we definitely are into the nerd stuff. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a bat behind you, too? I think I might. Yeah, it's a bat wing and, and a stilt man. I love it. <laughs> that Dark Knight. Okay, this is off topic, but just because you're talking about The Dark Knight to me was for growing up. I'm 44, so I grew up off those, you know, the goofy Superman. And I loved it when I was a kid, but I was starting to get away from it a bit. And then, like, the Dark Knight series came, and I was like, oh, this can be done really really well too you mean the movies are like the dark knight returns comic <laughs> i meant the movies the movies okay okay yeah yeah. Right. yeah i just always thought that was like you know and talking nerd stuff i really enjoyed like for me that's when like the movie started to get a more serious tone like i don't know like the early 80s still had kind of a goofy feel to it, it was fun but you know now the so how was it because i know you were on uh, the the battle uh, the roast battles too how was that for you that was fun. I mean, it's a lot of pressure. You know, it's it's funny. Like, yeah, I, I I did get an autism diagnosis earlier this year, and I realized like how much that helped with roasting, because like I don't feel uh, things sometimes in the same way that other people do. So it's like when people are like, "Doesn't it doesn't it hurt you what they're saying?" I'm like, I don't have the emotional <laughs> capacity to absorb that information if i don't want to i can just turn it off um which i know is a little scary you know and and now trying to be more emotional you know makes roasting harder because yeah especially like yeah even making fun of other people and like thinking about like i i just wouldn't i just wasn't thinking about the severity of what i was saying sometimes <laughs> and, and and it's also because it only matters a lot of times if they react to it in a way like a lot, you know, some a lot of roast battling. It's like a lot of like hardcore wrestling where you're just beating the shit out of each other for a pop. But then, um, you know, not everybody is into that. And like, and I had to realize that as like a roast battle judge, you know, that the, even though someone wanted to do a roast battle, like they weren't ready to get like hammered by the judges. Mm. Yeah, you talk about being on the spectrum there with autism. We've had some autistic comedians on before too a guy named Suitman in uh, the west coast i know are you we were surprised that there was a couple comedians we had on here that had autism too are are you well aware of like the autism community in comedy or are you so busy is it something doesn't really on your radar or you know i know of i you know i know of certain comics i i don't know about like the larger community i i, I don't know if there's there's meetups I'm not invited to or whatever. But no, I, I know other comics and that that have it and, and I've talked to and it, you know, it is a spectrum, so it's like everyone's experiences are different and but no, it's been awesome in a way of like I, I've had other comics like reach out to me and, and you know, like, hey, it's cool that you got the diagnosis for yourself and that you're open about it and you know, it's it's been very supportive, and you know, a, a good group of people that that we trust and understand each other, even though we can't make eye contact. Mm. That's cool, though, to have that support. Now, we want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, Four Eight Two Designs. That is F O U R. The number is Eight Two Designs. Four Eight Two Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F O U R Eight Two Designs at F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, 
go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, like, survive the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Fans, welcome back for Working Fans Comedy Cast, episode 35. This week, we're going to talk top comedic cameos in movies. And remember, next week, we will be doing a 5-3-1 on top Leslie Nielsen movies. And the week after that will be hilariously bad horror movies. Dave, how's it going today? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. Feeling very zenful. Nice. <laughs> now, comedic cameos in movies. I'm going to ask how you came up with this. Not out of force of habit, but I had a hard time coming up with a list. So I was wondering, like, kind of what inspired you to pick this? I'm not sure I did, actually. <laughs> I think Chevy might have picked this list. I'm not positive. We were all in a group and we were coming up with lists. Oh, yeah. We were throwing out ideas. Yeah. It's not bad. There are some great comedic cameos in movies. Mm -hmm. But when I was coming up with my list last minute, I was very hard pressed to think of ones. Yeah. 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 I, I was wondering what kind of feedback we got on this, but we did all right. And shit. I, uh... I'll tell you what kind of feedback we got. We asked for top five lists and I got a whole bunch of ones. Well, fuck them. <laughs> that's why. Let's, uh, Let's hear these one-hit wonder bitches. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start off with my former meat manager, the guy who runs the meat department in Waterford, Stop and Shop. Tim Ferlin had Liam Neeson in Ted 2, and he had Mike Tyson in Hangover 1, not in Hangover 2. Okay. Dr. Movic had Martin Sheen in Hot Shots Part 2, and the rest of these are from the Mothership Facebook group that's fans of the 605 podcast on facebook first up yale haman had steve martin in little shop of horrors oh good one amal pitts had bob hope in spies like us and jamie kennedy in harold and kumar classic jamie ham had henry winkler in little nicky oh, ben yeah. rich had bob hope in spies like us big rich harry priest had gilbert godfried in beverly hills cop 2 Sean McKinney had Jackie Mason in The Jerk. Matt Ryan, not the Atlanta Falcons quarterback, had mm. David Letterman in Cabin Boy. Oh, okay. Friend of the show, Jason Gross, had Bill Murray in Zombieland. Oh, classic. Oban Johnson also had Bob Hope in Spies Like Us. Mike Gorham had Gene Hackman in Young Frankenstein and about 50 different people in It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World. I share that Mad World sentiment, but I actually went with my favorite of those cameos that you'll hear later. And perhaps our one of our biggest responses is from the great Brian Last. Runs the 605 Super Podcast, co-host on the Jim Cornette Experience. He had Rick Moranis as Morty, King of the Mimics, in Brewster's Millions. Yeah, yeah, that's a, some classic films some of these guys picked out here. So when you were going through all that, I actually say, I remember one of the things when we picked out this list, Chevy actually had said, can we do cameos? Cause Bill Murray was great in Zombieland. And I know that was one of the ones that like kind of kicked it off for us. I think when we were talking about this, he used it as an example. Oh um, yeah, but, that's a good one. Yeah, but yeah, great. I mean, go with Bob Hope, some of those guys did. And 
Brewster's Millions is a classic movie I haven't even thought about in a long, long time. Good stuff. Yeah, now I'll bring you my first full list from the Mothership Facebook group. Sean Ryan has Gary Coleman in Dirty Work, oh. Will Ferrell in The Wedding Crashers, The Backstreet Boys in This Is The End, Horatio Sands in Step Brothers, and Neil Patrick Harris in Harold and Kumar. Neil Pat, thank you. I was trying to think of that one today. I did not make my list. I was like, is it Neil Patrick Harris? Did one of these Harold and Kumar? Yeah, excellent. Oh, that, I, I wish I had thought of that when I was making my list. It was on the other side of the paper. Yeah, he was awesome in that. He did uh, both movies. Yeah, I got a list from comedian, friend of the show, Pat Oates. Pat's got his own podcast too, the Pat Oates. Yeah, POS. there's the POS podcast, and then. Ooh. We should, we, should, we, should, we should do our homework before we do this. <laughs> <laughs> we let you down, brother. We fucked up. This is on us. <laughs> Just Google Pat Oates. Fucking listen to his podcast. He's great guy, even better comedian. He really is. I might get that out later. Anyway, he's got David Bowie from Zoolander, David Hasselhoff from the SpongeBob movie. And I don't know if this was a comedy movie, but whatever. I gave it to him. Stan Lee in every Marvel movie. It's a great kind of you know, standing. We always put himself in there. He's usually uh, pretty funny when it happens because it'll is. be like, it'll be just like a funny line after something happens, and knowing the guy created it all, we'll give and that absolutely. And then we got Bill Murray in Zombieland, and then he put. And I don't remember this cameo. I have to go back and watch it. Vin Diesel from Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, that, that's oh. don't worry about that. I'll take there. Care he is that. <laughs> calling right now, giving us Jesus. the name of this podcast. <laughs> But the next uh, list up I got is Evan Ryan Tolly from the Mothership Facebook group. He's got Derek Jeter and the other guys, Bill Murray in Zombieland, Chris Farley in Dirty Work, and of course, Bob Barker in Happy Gilmore is a classic. Bob, that is very good. I wasn't handling business. <laughs> Bob Barker in Happy Gilmore is fantastic. The price is wrong, Bob. You know, and then Bob Barker did the little Undertaker sit up at one point and grab Sandler by the throat. Yeah. Yep. Huge, huge fan of that. So I'm getting voicemails on here. Oh, man. All right. Folks, you hope you appreciate <laughs> you people appreciate the sacrifices I make for this show. And speaking of sacrifices, another fan of the show and a member of the show and the guy I believe who created this list, Chevy himself from the uh, combat cast I do every Saturday, sent us a list. Bill and Murray at Chevaroonie on Twitch. Yeah, right. Check that out. He's got Bill Murray from Zombieland, like we were talking about earlier. Michael Sarah from This Is The End. Jack Black in The Muppets. Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder, which he's excellent in that. And John Hurt from Spaceballs. Ooh, I did. I saw that on another list I was looking at. I was surprised. I, I don't remember him in Spaceballs, or I just might not know who that is. Now, Jonathan Meisner from the Mothership Facebook group. As Jackie Mason in The Jerk, Richard Pryor in Car Wash, Steve Martin in Little Shop of Horrors, Rick Moranis in Brewster's Millions, and John Candy in The Blues Brothers. John, I forgot about that. Another excellent cameo there, too. John Candy's going to make another list here later, I know, too, of some cameos. Forgot John Candy was all about them cameos. Nice. Now we got Jesse from New Hampshire. He's got Bill Murray from Zombieland. Will Ferrell and Wedding Crashers, Mel Brooks and Robin Hood Men in Tights, Jerry Garcia and Half Baked. I forgot about that one, and Chuck Norris and Dodgeball, which I thought was a great cameo too. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good ones in there. Next up, I got Philip Allen from the Booking the Territory group on Facebook. 
He's got John McEnroe and Mr. Deeds, Mortimer and his brother from Trading Places. Oh, fuck yes. He's got Mike Dicka in Kicking and Screaming and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane. That's a good one, too. I actually was, when I had originally planned on doing this list, I had those two guys from Trading Places in this, and I forgot about them because they made a couple cameos, too. Yeah, it wasn't just that. And I think in Coming to America, too, we even see like a painting of them at some point. So those guys just love to sneak into these Eddie Murphy movies. So I always thought that was pretty funny. Big fan. I got Randy Osga, big fan of the show. Mike Tyson from The Hangover. Will Ferrell from Running Crashers. Chuck Norris from Dodgeball. Tim Robbins and Anchorman. Tom Cruise and Austin Powers Gold Member. And Matt Damon and Europe Trip. Also, Beyonce Knowles was in Austin Power. Wait, was she a... She might have been actually one of the... <laughs> she wasn't a cameo. She was actually a co-star. I forgot about that. Never yeah, mind. there was a couple... Britney I was, Spears, I think. Yeah, there was a couple yeah. of things that, like, I wasn't sure if it was a cameo in a movie. And then I thought about it. I go, nah, that was more like a minor role. Remember Danny DeVito? I think he was, like, mini-me in that, like, for the movie. Like, they were playing the movie Austin Powers inside the movie Austin Powers. He's like, I'm mini-me! Ah! I don't know. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. There was a couple of people <laughs> I saw. Yeah. And Anchorman, now, too. Now, the next list this? I'm going to bring you... Oh, the next list I was going to bring you is mine. I've got, obviously, Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore. Hmm. I chose the Jack Benny cameo in It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World, even though there's hundreds of comedic cameos in that. I got Bob Saget in Half-Baked. Yes. Will Ferrell in The Wedding Crashers. I don't even know that I picked that. Jesus. The Meatloaf! A couple minutes ago. <laughs> we want it now! And then anybody that knows me knows my love of hip-hop, knows my love of Kanye West, so I had to include Kanye West in Anchorman 2. Oh, okay, okay. I never saw Anchorman 2, so... Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> it holds up. <laughs> it, <laughs> Try not wearing a bra next time. That's from Anchorman 1. <laughs> I used to say that to Cran. <laughs> anyway, that's another funny story. <laughs> my ex-wife at one point, had, she wasn't my ex-wife yet, but she worked with us and she had more like a, this is probably so inappropriate for the podcast, but basically. Uh, she <laughs> this is what the people her. come for. Yeah, she was looking for a good design, I remember. And I remember Cran said to me the next day, she gave a whole new meaning to try not wearing a bra next time. <laughs> I was always like, fucking Cran. That's my wife, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he had a thing for her. <laughs> anyway, Cran's a great dude, by the way. Maybe I'm not telling that story in the best light. But we love Cran. Shout out to Cran. Thank God that's uh, not his government name, or else people would be sending him hate tweets and shit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cran did not send us a list, but Michael Michael Flynn did. <laughs> we <laughs> just got, decided to besmirch his good name here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah next time send the list. <laughs> Even I don't ask you, just send one. Bitch. Uh, he's got Mike Flynn, though. Mike Flynn's got Bill Murray from Zombieland, Matt Damon from Eurotrip, Tom Cruise from Tropic Thunder, John Candy in Home Alone, and Ooh. Mike Tyson in Hangover. John Candy getting on twice. Yeah, I have a feeling the top three portion of this is going to be difficult because we've got like so many far reaching ones. Yeah. That it's like there's only going to be a couple that show up on every list. I feel Bill Murray. We got next up, we got, yep. Next up, we got Anthony DeSalvatore. He's got the T1000 in Wayne's World. All All the news people in Anchorman, Chuck Norris in Dodgeball. 
Burt Bacharach and Elvis Costello and Austin Powers. Mm. And then his last comment was, plus they had a bunch in the first few scary movies that were priceless in no particular order. Okay. I got our boy, Scott from Voluntown. He's got Bill Murray from Zombieland, Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder, Robert Patrick in Wayne's World, John Hurt in Spaceballs, Jay Muse in Feast, and Matt Damon as in Eurotrip as an honorable mention. Wow. Jake Rule even on that one. Yeah, my man coming through. I'm that's it for me, other than myself. What do you got? Yeah, my last list is three. Chris Keese has Weird Al in the Naked Gun movies. Reggie Jackson in the Naked Gun. Rich. I must kill the Queen is the quote he had after that. And then Enrico Palazzo in the Naked Gun. This motherfucker just likes the naked gun movies. <clears throat> He's gonna be ready for our Leslie Nielsen list next week then. Hmm. Sure yeah, watch him not even include it. Like, nah, that was trash in Leslie Nielsen's world. <laughs> you better get him. Make sure he message him directly if he doesn't respond. <laughs> Yo, bro. <laughs> Chris Keys, we're getting in the ass for that yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Clap letter. them cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> you ready, son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray and Zombieland obviously made the cut. I yeah, you know what else we got to do? Let me give my list. Hold on. No, I thought you said you were out of list. No, I said I just got myself left. Hold on. No, I wasn't even <laughs> listening. I, I just ate you. Typical big player Joe here. All right. I got Bill Murray from Zombieland. He also dies in this. I think that's pretty cool. Will Ferrell from Red Crashers. The meatloaf. We want it now. <laughs> Girls at funerals are so horny. It's not even fair. It's like fishing with dynamite. Great lines. Chuck Norris and Dodgeball. Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder. I'm going to get back to that one in a second, too. And Mike Tyson and The Hangover. Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder, again, a lot of people picked that. I picked it. But in retrospect, too, I kind of agree. I think it might have been a minor role. He was all dressed up. Like, you couldn't tell who he is. But he was in the film a decent amount, I thought. And you could almost even argue that with Mike Tyson, too. But anyway. Yeah, now, obviously, Bill Murray and Zombieland made a lot of lists. I felt like I heard a lot of Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder. Yeah, and, uh, let's see. I'm looking around now. I mean, Tom Cruise out there definitely made some lists. Ooh, man. Will Ferrell and... Uh, yeah, let's give it to... Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell and the Wedding Crashers is that third All spot. Right. All right, so let's uh, argue for a minute, because Bill Murray was in a ton of these lists. Let's just start looking at the best. All right, let's think about this for a second. All right, so we got Bill Murray, we got Tom Cruise, and we got Will Ferrell. Powerhouse actors, by the way. Yes. Now... Will Farrow, I think, I'm not saying we should go with him. I think he has some of the more quotable lines out of this. You know, that mom, the meatloaf, all that shit is like people fucking repeated that all the time. You know, it was gold. Yeah. Tom Cruise by far steals the fucking show to me in terms of like, he's not even like, you know, like you had to listen to the voice, right? Like, you know, for me, I remember like I was in that theater watching Tropic Thunder, which is a great movie, by the way. But I remember I was thinking like, who the fuck is that guy? And I figured it out. And I whispered to my uh, then girlfriend at the time. And she was like, no fucking way. And then, of course, the credits. And she's like, unbelievable. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. That's right. <laughs> We're getting that ass later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's retarded now, bitch? That's yeah. <laughs> right. I ain't retarded. <laughs> Dave doesn't talk to Dave doesn't talk to women like that anymore. He's cleaned up his act. Absolutely. Plus, um, uh, I didn't get in that ass. I, I assure you that. <laughs> you she, didn't, she didn't let me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I don't. I don't do that. But anyway, so I think you know that uh, Bill Murray was fantastic. 
it's very memorable. We had him on his list, but I don't think it, I think he needs to be the first to go, honestly. As much as I love him, and I think Bill's my favorite actor out of the three, and Tom's great, but like, and Will's great too, but like, I think, I think Bill and Tom are the better actors. I just think that cameo, as good as it was, and he's playing himself, I would just, I think Will Ferrell was a little more quotable, and I think Tom Cruise was just a better all performance. Yeah, and I think we I think we need to argue about what means more, and I think in this case I'm going to go with performance. I think yeah, I mean you got to. It can't just be based on names, like yeah. or like just your feeling of the actor. Like we all love Bill Murray as a comedian, probably even more. Like the more you hear about him as a person, sure. but when you're going just with cameos, like you said, Will Ferrell super quotable, and Tom Cruise just amazing performance he stole that movie with a limited time you know and to put like a wrestling tag on it like he made the most of his minutes yeah yeah x amount of minutes and he fucking stole the show i mean if it were up to me i would have to go with will ferrell i don't cruise cameo as much right now it's been a little bit since i've seen tropic thunder so my personal right. feeling would be Will Ferrell. Well, I'll tell you what, if we're just going with favorites, I mean, I'm trying to give it to Tom because I felt like he stole the show, but I just watched Letty Crashers too, though, so I was trying to dismiss recency bias, but fuck it! Will Ferrell it is! Suck our dicks, Tom <laughs> Cruise! Just kidding, Tom. We love you. If you ever happen to see this, get at us. <laughs> I, well, do you think... So you would say that Tom Cruise's performance is better? I just think he stole the show. Yeah, I mean, because it was like a completely different guy. Like he just, you know, he had the makeup and everything. He was bald. He was fat, and like, you know, it was just something. I don't know. It was totally outrageous. I loved it though. Well, Dave, let let's take it a different direction. The music's playing. You know what that means. We're gonna give it to the time. People decide. Yeah, I mean, let us know in the comments what you think. Was Will Ferrell's cameo better than Tom Cruise's? Yeah, message me. You know, get at us on social media. You know where to find us. We don't fucking hide. Yeah, get at our ass. <laughs> Clap our cheeks. <laughs> Guys, we will talk to you later. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.